Chapter Twenty Seven of the House of the Whispering Pines by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Chapter Twenty Seven. Expectancy. I see your end. Tis my undoing. King Henry the Eighth. A turning point had been reached in the defence. That every one knew after the first glance at Mr. Moffat on the opening of the next morning's session. As I noted the excitement which this occasioned even in quarters where self-control is usually most marked and such emotions suppressed, I marvelled at the supple influence of one man's expectancy and the powerful effect which can be produced on a feverish crowd by a well-ordered silence suggestive of coming actions. I, who knew the basis of this expectancy and the nature of the action with which Mr. Moffat anticipated startling the court, was the quietest person present since it was my hand and none other which must give this fresh turn to the wheel of justice it were well for me to do it calmly and without any of the old maddening throb of heart but the time seemed long before arthur was released from further cross-examination and the opportunity given mr moffat to call his next witness something in the attitude he now took something in the way he bent over his client and whispered a few admonitory words and still more the emotion with which these words were received and answered by some extraordinary protest aroused expectation to a still greater pitch and made my course seem even more painful to myself than i had foreseen when dreaming over and weighing the possibilities of this hour with something like terror i awaited the calling of my name and when it was delayed it was with emotions inexplicable to myself that i looked up and saw mr moffat holding open a door to the left of the judge with that attitude of respect which a man only assumes in the presence and under the dominating influence of woman ella thought i instead of saving her by my contemplated sacrifice of carmel I have only added one sacrifice to another. But when the timid faltering step we could faintly hear crossing the room beyond had brought its possessor within sight, and I perceived the tall, black-robed, heavily-veiled woman who reached for Mr. Moffat's sustaining arm, I did not read the startling picture of the prisoner, standing upright, with outheld and repellent hands, to realize that the impossible had happened and that all which he as well as i had done and left undone suffered and suppressed had been in vain mr moffat with no eye for him or for me conducted his witness to a chair then as she loosened her veil and let it drop in her lap he cried in tones which rang from end to end of the court-room I summon Carmel Cumberland to the stand to witness in her brother's defence. The surprise was complete. It was a great moment for Mr. Moffat, but for me all was confusion, dread, a veil of misty darkness through which shone her face, marred by its ineffaceable scar, 
but calm as i had never expected to see it again in this life and beautiful with a smile under which her deeply shaken and hardly conscious brother sank slowly back into his seat amid a silence as profound as the hold she had immediately taken upon all hearts End of chapter twenty seven